welcome to a, a exceedingly festive uh, episode of um, what is this? Big Punch Classic. There we go. <laughs> it's that one, isn't it? I think we're all in a post-Christmas funk. It's be- yeah. Wow. That's how I feel at the moment. I had some had some kind of um, bad news just before going on air as well. Yes, the, uh, indeed. Very bad. Uh, Very sad. Uh, yeah, tragic loss of uh, Carrie Fisher. But I, I guess before we go into everything that's depressing about the world, um, <laughs> we should introduce ourselves. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. Whoa. What? What? Good God. Someone snuck in on it. Get out of my Someone house. snuck in on the podcast. Yeah, the elusive... Who are you? What are you doing here? Oh, do your research. Shut <laughs> <laughs> The elusive um, third member of the team. How the devil are you, Holm? I'm very well, thank you, John. How are you? What are you? Uh, what are you chewing on in that professional, it's very professional manner? Very professional start, isn't yeah. it? He's, he's essentially got a mouthful of cheese. As I'm going to eat my, I'm my dinner, so I'm having some delicious cheesy crispy things. Oh, help yourself, guys. Mm. I will in a minute. Yeah, mm. I thought I'd be professional at the start and not be chowing down. Yeah, no, oh, I'm such an amateur at these things. Yeah, well, you've got to think about these things. <laughs> yeah, you've, you're ar- argue- arguably our only argue- arguably our only listener. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but we're going uh, to struggle this month. You probably I'm likely won't <laughs> listen to this again because I mean, <laughs> I'm having this conversation. Right. I think you've listened to more of our episodes and you. Yeah, I've yeah. listened to them once, or well, most of them once. No. They've been all right. As yeah. A, yeah, good. As a fan of the series, do you have any? A fan's quite a strong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be, you guys yeah. have been doing all right. I think. <coughs> You're very. Kind. I look forward to ruining this. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the lowest quality <laughs> edition. The dynamic has been completely shattered. Yeah. So yeah, um, it is the day after Boxing Day, twenty seventh. The twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Nameless day. It's all just been a blur. You lose. That. Is it a bank holiday today? We've been having an argument about big this. Big time, big time. It would have to be. We, we, we said Holt said it was, but then mm. we went to Waitrose and it was open. So I, it's yeah, Waitrose kind of it's outside the law. On yeah, this one. lawless mm. region that lawless. is. Where yeah. the middle class is going to get their quinoa at seven o'clock. It's like uh, I got organic hummus on my iPad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, um, well, no. Um, <coughs> we're in that kind of weird hinterland between Christmas Day and New Year's Eve. Is, we're we're bang in the middle of it, aren't we? I feel I feel lethargic. Yeah, frankly, at, at the moment, it's weird, isn't it's it? Not think... wishing for you to put the listeners off, but I feel very lethargic. No, and it's weird, isn't it? Because it, it's it's I'm here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just sucking the energy out of a room. Aren't this you? Is, as I said to you, this is a top performing podcast on the Big Punch Network. Mm. It's yeah, one of the top performing. Ones, no, John. no, it's very it's very popular for some reason. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. Heaven knows why. You've right? had some nice comments from people, or maybe one. Yeah, I had a comment just the other day. Did you see it? No. Uh, <laughs> I've shoot. got lots of accounts. <laughs> no, shoot. <laughs> yeah. from, from, from Ray Chris. <laughs> when the IRS comes knocking. Uh, no, it was like, uh, it was from a, actually a very a very dedicated d- dedicated fan. Uh, I think she was called like Babs hashtag at symbol 2874. I'm not sure that's a real name, John. It said, uh, I'm not sure that's a real person. It said, uh, I'm a uh, big fan of your work. I'm very sexy. If you'd like to see oh. me nude, uh, drop me a message. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. That's what we want, engaged. Merry engaged Christmas, fans. by the way. We always, we always get ones from like... Uh, I, I hesitate to use the word box as if they're not real people. They could be real people. but It's a, very unlikely. had an email from a DJ the other day. DJ? And he was like, ha, ha, great sounds. You should play them for my mate. He'd love your tunes. And it's like... Uh... I don't think we've had a single tune on this, on this <laughs> podcast. Like a spoken word uh, uh, treasure. <laughs> They're thinking about the intro. <laughs> the intro. The intro's like overflowing with funk, yeah. is all I'd say about the intro. It's, it's very you, John. Yeah, you know. the intro. Yeah. Uh, no, I found it, though. Mm. I found it. I can't lay claim to it. Um, I think I might put some kind of Christmas jingly noises oh, in the background nice. while we're nice. doing this one. 
we've got to do something to raise it. raise our spirits because while we've all had lovely Christmases, uh, just the air we're all feeling the effects of it. Well, yeah, and like, the deaths of twenty sixteen <laughs> continue as well. Yeah, it's just it's harrowing, isn't it? Like yeah. it's like it's like we're just we're on the floor crying in twenty sixteen, just punching us relentlessly mm. in the face um, repeatedly. It's yeah, I don't know. It's just oddly melancholic, isn't it? Um, I mean, we lost George Michael yesterday, and um, Carrie Fisher today. Mm. I mean, it's a bit of a. I don't well, you have a Blues Brothers um, canvas in your living room, John, and she is credited on mm. on it. Yeah, so that's true. It's, um, I was thinking. It's a thing, isn't it? It's annoying me. I was trying to think of like. It's very sad though, as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah. It's not ideal. <laughs> She's the one. That's the one that's affected me most. I would say because she wasn't old. Old. She was sixty. Was she? That's not really an age. It's no nowadays. age. No. But no, I mean, um, we all got. Well, we heard the news. Was it like a few days back? Wasn't it just prior to Christmas? She'd had a heart attack and mm. she was in hospital. Yeah, it's really going, especially when you know Christmas is now pretty much Star Wars time, isn't it? Yeah, you Star know. Wars comes but once a year. Yeah. So, but she's a funny lady as well. The, one of the best things about Star Wars having this renaissance that it has had has been her re-emergence in the public, yeah. Yeah. public she's, eye. Cause she's hilarious. She's batshit crazy, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, she's um, she's lived a <coughs> um, Some of the interviews you see on YouTube from last year when they were doing The Force Awakens are brilliant. Yeah, she does, she does, you know, does not care at all. Does not give a single damn about the whole thing. Uh, yeah, sounds a bit uh, uh, crushing because she just got out, she just released like her memoirs. It's coming out next year. Oh, so not even out? Like very early 2017. Ugh, grief, yeah. And she... Uh, Revealed all. Well, we Inclu- know about the Harrison Ford, including that she had an affair. <coughs> Harrison Ford was She's he announced that? Was it was because she was actually when quite... they were filming a New Hope, I believe. Which wasn't she like super young? She was nineteen. She was thirty three. It's ridiculous, isn't legend. it? You find that cheated? Was he was married? <laughs> you think he was married? What a legend! Cheated on his wife. <laughs> Those poor children. I would imagine that probably wasn't the only time. <laughs> In my opinion. Well, I mean, I think uh, we can all agree it was just nice to imagine a time when Harrison Ford cared about anything, really. (laughs) (laughs) He He got some joy in the world. Yeah, he just kind of checked out a while ago, didn't he? Um, Yeah. Is it true that he was a carpenter when he got hired for the role of Hang Solo? I wouldn't imagine so. He He was on American Graffiti, which was a George Lucas film, Prior to A New Hope. And he I was think brought he... in just to re- feed lines. Yes, he? he was. Yeah, to the people who were auditioning. Ah. And then eventually they just went, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just could, give it to him. Couldn't be asked at the end of the day. They, they, yeah. I think they didn't see enough high calibre candidates for Han Solo, so they just gave it to Harrison Ford. Yeah. Which is probably just as well. It's weird, isn't it? Do you find that like people back then had more interesting faces? <laughs> in what regard? <laughs> well, my point is, like Carrie Fisher was only 19. But it's like when you're a kid and you watch. Well, I found out when I was a kid, when I watched like any movie, if there was just like one category, adult. Like if you were an, you know, it was like, oh, Harrison Ford is an adult. He could be mm-hmm. twenty-one. He could be fifty. Like I can't, I can't, I couldn't judge people's ages back then. My point is, it's really weird to now. I guess it's just part of getting older to think of like people in iconic roles and think, oh, they're probably younger than I am now. When, well, it's when quite that stuff was when you put it like that. When the stuff was shot, like how how old was like Mark Hamill? He was about the, he was a bit older than Carrie Fisher. Yeah, so like twenties. Probably yeah, early twenties. Mm. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, yeah, 
Uh, sad. sad times. I guess we should stop talking about death. Let's talk about really. sad things because it's just been Christmas. <laughs> How was your Christmas, John? It was good, actually. Like we that was, um, that was a nice segue. Wasn't that it? was a lovely segue. Yeah. That one. So take, taking us away from the death and the death uh, the straight horror. into Christmas. Well, probably, why don't we? Uh, how, the birth, if you will. Why don't we put a pin in Star Wars and say for the latter half of this episode we could talk about Rogue One. Yes. How about that? How about it? We could discuss our thoughts. Let's on do that. that. Okay, so we'll come back. We to probably that. should have talked about this as a plan before we came. Oh, there. Screw plans. We don't need plans. I'm too lazy for plans. It's the end of the year. Give me this beer. Where's my beer? Yeah, actually, where's my? You finished that one already, John? Classic, John. That is a classic, classic yeah. lock manoeuvre. Don't think less of me, but I had a glass of red wine earlier Did as well. Did you really? Yeah. How was that? It was actually very nice. Good. I don't drink a lot of red wine, but when I do... Did you have any at Christmas? Because you hosted Christmas. We did. That, you see, look, he's bringing I'm it back. I'm doing it, aren't segment. I? Yeah. I'm bringing us back on topic. No, we were hosting Christmas, and uh, it was grand, actually, because um, we cooked... Um, did the whole thing, the whole meal. Nice. Whole Hot. turkey? Yes, we did indeed. Now, hold on now. Feel free to uh, chip in. Anytime, disrupt the uh, the banter. Actually, Holton. Okay. <laughs> Holton, you have some experience oh, with cooking turkey with me. Yes, I do, John. Yes. Do, do you want to? Why don't you um, elaborate? Okay. On that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. We once cooked a turkey, didn't we, John? We certainly did. Oh, we certainly is, did, Holton. It's a fine elaboration. Yeah. Where, where where were we? We were in Toronto mm. together. We uh, cooked it on Christmas Eve. We drank a sizable amount of booze while doing it. Did we cook it on Christmas Eve? We cooked the stuffing. Oh, yeah. Um, and we got absolutely was, wrecked on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then we nearly set fire to the gas oven on uh, Oh on my Christmas God, we Day. did, didn't we? Yeah. Because yeah. we, we were staying... to monoxide the turkey out. <laughs> um... Who cares what it is? Monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've lost John. <laughs> Sorry, I'm we've not, lost okay. John. Monoxide, Matt. Um, <laughs> no, we we were. <laughs> I think it was dead already. We didn't really need to do that. It's a pretty brutal way of, way of killing your turkey. Could be anything. Other ways of killing your turkey it are available. Dead. That autopsy's going to be a bitch. <laughs> we um, uh, as a bit of context, it was post university. We had nothing going on in our lives. Absolutely at nothing. all. No. So we ran away to Canada. Yeah. Left, left Rayman behind. Very yeah. sad. Put an ocean behind us. We thought, we, still, we thought we left it. We, we thought still we found us. Yeah. We thought we postponed getting jobs we hated. Mm. <laughs> that job was going to be waiting for you when you came yeah. back. <coughs> We're holding it. Oh, um, wait, there's been a recession. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm back in Britain, the land of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen very carefully, you can hear the swan dive of a British pound. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, no, we cooked the um, stuffing overnight, which was... Excellent. I yeah, think. we were living in a this shack of a house. It was huge, but it was it had all was sorts. This the one of... where you ended up throwing the keys on the floor in front of the landlady. Yeah, yeah it's the most dramatic I've ever been. Actually, yeah, it was it was very impressive, Johnny. Thank you. I felt I felt terrible about <laughs> yeah. it. The vein, the vein in your forehead remained there for <laughs> twenty four hours. It's never gone down. Yeah. Um, but no, we were staying <laughs> in like this weird, like four story building in yeah. Toronto's uh, Greek town yeah, area. Yeah, it was right, perfectly nice. Off the Danforth, yeah. It was a nice little area, but it yeah. was all full of travellers like us. There was like yeah. nine uh, nine people in there at its maximum, I think. Yeah, it was us, what, four Yeah, because it was me, people. you, Alistair. Five, Paula, Keith. Keith, Paula. Um, Aussie Rob. Other Aussie. <laughs> Who lived downstairs for a bit. Oh, my life, yeah. There was a guy yeah. who lived in the front room. And, and then there was, there was like, like four Irish people. It was the Irish couple two, who lived in the basement. Two people moved out and two more Irish moved in. Yeah. yeah. So we had, uh, I remember, um, on 
Because I was working in Starbucks. You were working in a bookshop. Mm-hmm. We bought on the 18th of December 2007. I know because it's my brother's birthday. We went and bought a uh, a Christmas tree. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, First Decorated live Christmas tree ever had. And we decorated yeah. it with um, Casamain 4X. Yeah, and- sure. Because we live in Aussie. Yeah, sure. And Rob, that's classy to them. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what Holton brings to this podcast. It's a pure <laughs> hatred of Australia. Most <laughs> beautiful tree I've ever seen. I was very proud of that tree. Mm. To be fair, like it matched. I think it matched the general decor of the house. Really, like oh yeah, very yeah, much. Bare, so. It was like yeah. bare concrete and cracked tiles in the yeah. in the lounge. And uh, I think Rob cooked a. Um, didn't he have a barbecue out in the snow? Because we had about five foot of snow. <coughs> yeah, he was upset. Yeah, he really wanted a barbecue. So yeah, he, what? It was loads of snow one night, and he decided to um, have a barbecue. And there's a photo of him by the barbecue wearing just his um, swimming shorts, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. As it was actually brave. snowing. Yeah. But no, we uh, we because uh, I was also working in that bookshop as well, and there was a Jamie Oliver cookbook. Yeah. And one of the things of working in the shop was you could like rent a book and then as long as you brought it back in good condition mm. so we copied out the jamie oliver scuffing recipe stapled it to the gas hob i've still got <laughs> i've still got the notebook i got in a canadian dollar store yeah in which i copied down the uh the recipe and every year i get it out and uh, i recreate it there you go i realize I've, I've made that stuffing 11 times now i think and um yeah it's always good. Yeah, it's good. It's always good. Yeah. I think uh, really excelled this year. Tastes good. Exceptional. Did it? Yeah. The secret is butter. <laughs> As with a lot of um, Jamie Oliver's recipes, <laughs> it's just oil and butter. The more the merrier. Mm. But now we did it all. We did um, we did a turkey crown, yeah. uh, which Hannah, Lucy's sister, provided. And we cut it in half like on the morning because it was, it was like a log. It was like a massive piece of turkey. And we realised, like, even with six people, that's going to be far too much. <coughs> so we cut it nice. in half, and it was perfect, actually. Okay. Did a side of beef as well. Oh, oh lovely. There you go, you see. Yeah. I had the best ham I've ever had in my life. Tell me more. Christmas Day. Well, we went around my cousin's in the evening. Uh, who lives in the same village as my mum. And he'd slow-cooked a ham in apples and apple juice. And he'd shredded it, and it was awesome. It was so nice. He just hollowed out an apple, filled it with ham, and... No, it's, you're, I think you're being overly literal there, John. You just put it, or whacked it all so, in a slow cooker. Some might say facetious. <laughs> some, some would say that. I've taken the high ground on this particular occasion. But it was awesome. It was just shredded ham. It was mega. I'm going to make it myself within a reasonable delay. So that was the, like, my food highlight of Christmas Day. Very happy. It's very, yeah, oh, thanks. Holton? What was your highlight of Christmas Day, food-wise, Holton? Was it turkey? The turkey was good. Um, the stuffing was excellent. Um as you know, I am partial to partial to um, parcel. I'm par- partial to cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, cheese. Parcel. If you wrap me with some cheese, I'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a lot of cheese in the afternoon. That was very nice. Oh. Um, mostly just drank quite a bit though. I was gonna say that that that's generally your Christmas anecdotes, isn't it? Like yeah. you and your your granddad, is it not hitting the whiskey? Or... Yeah, no, that's what we uh, uh, normally do. Um, he wasn't there this year, but yeah, like certainly. Um, in years when there's been England test matches down under, we've generally stayed up quite late and watched England get hammered by Australia in the <laughs> cricket, um, drinking a sizable amount of whiskey. 
Um, it's the greatest cure for a cough. Uh, posh malt whiskey. Mm. <laughs> so top trip, top tip, kids. <laughs> I got a bottle for Christmas. Is it good? Yeah. Honestly, I can't remember <coughs> off the top of my head. It's a ten-year-old single malt. Actually, it's very nice. I've had. Mm. I've only had one dram, as it were. Look forward to uh, getting some more. Mm. The um, it's always been a bit of a blur, really, because I know we uh, we did Christmas here in the house, and then I spent Boxing Day with my family as well and so that's like you know two days just flew by and Lucy's working so I've not seen a massive amount of her sadly and um, yeah I feel like I've not really had a lot of time to decompress and actually think and then I got a power, power tools out today and I was sawing wood nice for any particular reason it's the only thing that makes me man. Only, because I can drink, drinking red wine and power <laughs> I don't want to say Christmas Day. Hosting Christmas Day gave you a mental breakdown, John, but the evidence is stacking up. Yeah. So once, you, once you've got <coughs> one sheet of plywood, you're just like looking for other things to go. I was wondering why we're sitting on the floor. Is that supposed to be sofas? No, it's... Um, what did I get? What did I get? What did you get Christmas present-wise? Was Santa kind? Yeah, I got some nice slippers. <laughs> a man of my age is uh, very happy with. <laughs> man of my age. Um... Yeah, we were chatting before, weren't we, about um, eight days a week. Got that on DVD. Oh, yeah. Um, anything by the Beatles is going to go down well with me. Like, like even though, even if it's not particularly new. Is that like live footage of like from across the board? <laughs> it's their touring it... years essentially. So, as a, it was Ron Howard who did it, um, and it's lots of like, like quite a bit of stuff that you've seen before um, and stuff on the Beatles anthology, um, which they had to have for. Um, interviews with George and they uncovered a couple of extra interviews with John um, and re-interviewed Paul and Ringo again um, yeah it was good um, just little things as well like um, I didn't realise that um, I, I, I knew the story about how when the Beatles came to America and they said like, they were asked the question what are you looking forward to seeing the most here and someone said and they I think it was Paul who said Muddy Waters and they said where's that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't realise the whole like them refusing to play to segregated audiences and stuff was pretty cool. Really? Um, yeah. Because huh. obviously, if you go down south at that era, at that in that era, that's what you're going to have. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I I heard. What did I learn? I may have, I read it on a website, so it must be true. But um, apparently, when Sesame Street first aired, it was banned in Missouri because it depicted black and white children living harmoniously. Go. There you go. Factoid. Mm. What Steve, fun right? times. <laughs> In our lifetime as well. <laughs> Isn't that great? Mm. Um, I got a... Because uh, clearly this is the most <coughs> middle-aged Christmas ever. I got a uh, a t-shirt, which I'm currently wearing. Oh, I never noticed that was new. What does it say on it? Uh, it is a uh, it is a pun, uh, an in-joke from a video game Overwatch. Oh. So, yeah, it's the most niche, niche little... T-shirt in the world. There'll be people who appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah, my peeps. I like it as a style. John. Thank you. It shows yeah, up your arms very nicely. Ah, uh, yeah, my, but, uh, my he's emaciated. Got nice arms. He's got, John's got lovely arms. <laughs> my emaciated you can arms. See the veins, the veins popping out there. Mm. I'm just furious again. <laughs> <laughs> and what a show! <laughs> no, I have got my my heroin um, heroin yeah, users veins. They used to love me down at the blood clinic when I used to donate. Oh, we've had a nice juicy donut vein. platelets. Yeah, nice delicious vein. 
Yeah, man. Oh, I can see a DeLorean Lego behind you, Joel. Is that oh, a DeLorean? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a it's a it's a Lego DeLorean. Is that new? It's uh, it's Nick's actually. Yes. Well, no, I assumed it was. Cause yeah. It's on Nick's shelf. No, it's always been here. Oh well. No. You can't touch that. Then. You can't touch that shelf. You can't touch. You can't touch. It's my. It's Nick's shelf. We can't touch that. No. Well, I think uh, you're probably just you know confused because we we've moved all the sofas around and stuff well, that, too. Well, that may be it. To accommodate, uh, I can barely see you on the no, other I side of the room. It's, it's a shame, really. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I, I got a t-shirt. I got a um. I got some whiskey from my parents, which is very nice. I got a um. Always a win. How was it? Oh yeah, a uh, Lucy got me a uh, a new holder for my train tickets. Oh. There you go, little a holster. Yeah, a little holster. There you Very go. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I feel I may have generated Scott generated my own magnetic fields because my my train ticket has died. I get like these month passes four times it's this past gone. this past week. It's broken. Oh. And uh, the people at the you know the the turnstiles, you say, oh. It's you know, it's bloody broken again. And we look at the dates and we go, oh, well. That's fine. Fine. Around the third time, they were like, what's what's wrong with you? Why, <laughs> why is this happening? I'm like, yeah. I, I got on the train. Let's <laughs> not start that conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How long have you so, gone? So long, yeah, <laughs> long lie, winding road. Lie down on the couch. <laughs> I, um, yeah, then I'm like, well, I got on the train. Fine. What did you do on the train? I sat on the train. You, know? you got it near your Mobley? No, other pocket. I did what I always do. I played with my reactor. <laughs> I got the magnetron out. And... <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's um, that's that really. You, know. you can tell you're getting old when you don't care too much about presents anymore. Oh, someone's home. I care more about food. Hello. Yours gone. Ah, Lucy's back. Lucy's back from work. Yeah, gang's all here. I care more about food on Christmas Day. Did you get food? Oh, lots of it. Lots of it. I got lots of food over the last four days. To the extent where I don't really know what time is dinner time these days. You just kind of graze constantly, don't yeah. you? Yeah. We've got, well, we've got snacks here, which Holton has kindly supplied. Mm. Nuts and stuff. Honestly, you, you you know... I'm in employment now, so I can afford you crisps. Can afford, you can afford <laughs> basic yeah. rations. Well, it's like you, you disappear for months, years, on end, and then you come back with cheesy well, snacks. Pe- which... People who listen to this podcast regularly, and they're out there. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they, they do exist. Yeah, will have believed that Holton was a fictitious character. Unfortunately, that's not true. That is, <laughs> it's unfortunate for in in so many ways. The only evidence we had of Holton was a cartoon drawing. So he, uh, yeah, yeah. anyone that though. So why, um, like, why, why are you here? Why, you know, here? <laughs> why, why are you here, and why aren't you normally here? Um, well, I'm here now because it's Christmas, John, and I've really missed you. It's a miracle. Miss you, Rev. Oh. Um, there goes my smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I moved to um, God's County um, a, a year ago. Oh God! <laughs> to do my masters okay. um, in modern history, it was most excellent. Um, and now, um, yeah, I just thought, well, it's nice up there, isn't it? Might as well stay there. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's cheaper. It is very cheap. It is is very, it really very cheap? Yeah. This is this is leagues. By it's the become way. quite. Um, it's quite hipster. So like a lot of bar, so alcohol is a lot more expensive than I hoped it would be, um, depending on where you go. But um, yeah, no, it's um, much cheaper to live, and um, it's awesome as well. It's not really living though, what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's more existing. <laughs> you are. Um... Well, yeah, you've got this exciting new life, haven't you? Yeah, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> exciting is yeah. one word. Exciting. Yeah, no, it's great. I love living up there. It's fantastic. Um, uh, yeah. Live with some lovely people, 
Um, there's some lovely people from my course. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll listen to this one, man. That'll be good. That'll be good for numbers. <laughs> we could double our <laughs> double our audience. Double our audience. <laughs> yeah. I'll send it to Rory. <laughs> then, that'll, then, that'll, then that'll double it. I'll double the listenership. <laughs> of course, you're not listening this week, so it goes, <laughs> oh yeah, true. Actually, make it solid at one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty good. Like, loved um, being back in education again. It's fantastic. Like, it is like, apart from the fact you have no money, it is a fantastic way to spend a year yeah. going and doing something you. Well, tell us. I mean, about. you were. Um, come on, let's let's drop some knowledge on uh, our audience. A knowledge you, bomb. You were uh, you were studying uh, modern history, as you said. Yeah. And particularly. It was conscientious objectors in the First World War was my dissertation. Um, kind of narrowed it down to a small part of Lancashire. Um, you love this, don't you? Some... I'm rolling my eyes for yeah. the benefit of the of the audio. Um, <laughs> this will be edited out anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's a very auditory gesture. I think they yeah. might edit this out. Um, yeah, just looking at a small, tiny part of Lancashire, which had um, a very high proportion of um, people who volunteered, um, but also a lot of conscientious objectors who refused to fight on. Um, mostly grounds because it was a very socialist town and they very much disagreed with the idea of taking um, the lives of fellow workers you know what 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 quarrel do they have does a mill someone who works in a cotton mill in Lancashire have with someone who works in a mill in Germany um, yeah essentially a war <laughs> essentially a war which started because three members of the same family had a bit of a ruckus <laughs> and, well indeed yeah. there you go that's very interesting. Please tell me more. I, I, I genuinely do think it's very interesting. I think there could be a, <coughs> maybe, maybe a more in-depth podcast on a later date about... Uh... I'll, re- I'll read my dissertation <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> even I won't listen to that. So. It could be an audio book. Page Betty one. White. Page one. <laughs> but no, I mean, point, point is, you've been off bettering yourself, haven't you? Trying to. And in doing so, you found a, a better way to live and a... Higher form of existence. I've, I've been to your house. <laughs> North. I've it's a nice to, house. It's it's a house. <laughs> it's very nice. I've drunk. It's got rats. It has, really? I've seen a rat outside of the house. Yeah. Living under the stairs which lead up to the house. Was he waiting for the bus? Or? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, we've got a cat. probably afford it. It's pretty got, cheap up there. There's a, there's, a, there's a stray cat which stalks the streets and viciously slaughters them. So... <laughs> <laughs> Come outside as a cat twirling a flick knife. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Like, keeps trying to get in the house, um, kicking the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, you owe yeah. me money. Well, yeah, one of my housemates Rory took a um, a liking to the cat. So there's like, so many times you get home, got home, used to get home from uni, and the cat would be asleep on his bed. Yeah. <laughs> we have a squirrel. It's not quite the same, but pet squirrel. That's that's almost a rat. I was talking about squirrels to my brother-in-law earlier today, and apparently they're like a delicacy in some areas now. Cajun I don't know how true that is. When you say some I areas, do you mean of Gloucestershire? I don't know or... if he meant locally or nationally or internationally. I would eat a squirrel if it was cooked properly. Well, yeah, I mean... Take it off the list. Yeah. I would eat most animals. I'd what eat wouldn't a... you eat, Rev? A dog. I don't dog. think no. I I, like I, I wouldn't eat a dog. I would eat most other animals. I think. No cat. I don't really like cats. I'm not sure if he you... was, if he was a dick, I'd probably eat him. <laughs> yeah, it depends. <laughs> depends on the cat, really. A doesn't human it? being. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, if he was a dick, I'd probably eat him. It's generally not a good idea to eat other carnivores. 
It's not like a, a lion. Well, yeah, you think of like all the meat we eat. We don't tend to eat. You're going to prove me wrong now by giving like a really obvious example, mm. like a hippo. <laughs> like we eat, we eat a lot of hippo. I do love those hippo steaks. <laughs> but um, It'd be a lot of blubber. It's like we tend to eat mostly um, herbivores. Why? Why is that? Well, also, well, um, would would carnivores be too rich a meat? Well, here, I think it's a double edged It's a double edged sword. I think um, the problem it's a very is meaty meat. It's yeah, very it's, it's hard. It's very meaty this meat, isn't it? You've got to think That'd about the animals they... you're domesticating. Like it's very hard. A canary. You can't. You can't domesticate a lion. Really, they're not very. Not uh, that actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, you're not, not well. That's quitting talk. Yeah. There's always, there's always a chance he might maim you. Mm. Was like, um, we watched uh, a very, very, very uh, interesting video a while back explaining why worldwide there's really only like ten domesticated species or something like that. Mm. Like sheep cows like uh, sure. someone's saying like why why have we never farmed zebra for example have had... zebra steaks are nice i'm sure they, i'm sure they are burgers but you think like why why has that not gone global viral yeah why has it not gone viral and viral. it's like because it seems like um there are all these factors and like if you're going to domesticate an animal on a wide scale it's got to be there's always things like it's got to be slightly docile uh it's got to breed well and easily you know, uh, you've got to be able to build fences around it. And apparently, zebras are just vicious maniacs and will yeah. actually uh, attack and you. claw your face off if you're not careful. And sure, just... with their hooves. It's basically just more effort than it's yeah possibly worth. No so... one's going to do it now, are they? You've got the simple horse. 2017 yearly. Yeah. Who's got the time? Yeah. To domesticate ship... a zebra. That ship sailed a while ago. Right? Yeah, I've not got the time. But um, there's also a thing. I think it, yeah, it's also a thing just about like flavour. I think it's just generally not a good idea to eat something which eats a lot of meat i think mm. there's more chance of like diseases accumulating along the chain yes but that said i have eaten crocodile i would eat crocodile and of course it tastes like chicken yes that's what everyone says it tastes like like if chicken were made of shoe like it's really <laughs> it's really tough like it's it's, <coughs> it's we had like would you rather eat that again or chicken well chicken oh forget it then. there's <laughs> no point well yeah i mean if, if your options are chicken a bird which can be kept in your back garden, or crocodile, an animal which will kill yeah, you. You don't have to. You don't have to kill it. <laughs> and tastes. <laughs> just if like you chop were given a bit two plates and say, oh, "Mr. Lock, here are your options for this evening." Which will have chicken, chicken or crocodile, or be or vastly more expensive no, and arguably inferior. <laughs> okay, to you it makes no difference. Where you is can make shoes from? and bags out of crocodiles as well. <laughs> that is true. What's the point? What's the point of this? I'm not seeing anyone wearing feathered feathered <laughs> shoes recently, but. No, That's it was. A shame, really. I don't know. It seems like a lot of effort, really, mm-hmm. for, for for what it is. Do you still get pillows with a lot of feathers in them? You can. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, uh, a, that's a dying. This breed. one here. That's a that's a feather pillow. But you that you wouldn't normally now. It's I think it's stuffing, like a, I think it? it's seen as like a luxury thing. Like you know, if you're willing to. Is there a, a benefit disco. to having feathers? I I would imagine they get everywhere. I think feathers were just the only option we had really back mm. when we were living in. And now we've got man-made feathers. Yeah. So to speak. Hmm. Wool. Wool. Yeah. Think about, like... Anyway, it's a very interesting point that I'm making. I don't exactly I think... know what that point is at the moment. Yeah, I think it's generous It'll come to, to me eventually. Yeah. But no, I mean, feathers, you get, you get prickly bits poking out of the uh, pillow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's another good point. Yeah. It's another good point. But no. How do you, like, going back to squirrel? Yeah, I, I would eat oh, yeah. squirrel. I'd eat a rat. It's this idea that, like, 
oh, you can't eat, you know, X because it's, I don't know, dirty or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, you wouldn't just eat it off the branch. <laughs> you would just, <laughs> you would just grab the squirrel and crack it open. Grab the rat off its perch. <laughs> Is that a bit from The Simpsons where he just takes a bite out of a cow? Out of a live cow? I, can't <laughs> I don't know. It's not like when Homer's in like the Garden of Eden. Might be. It's that pig and he just... He just starts oh, yeah. going, ow! Yeah. But no. We're all very tired. Aren't we, really? I think it's becoming increasingly obvious. It's not the most whilst compelling... We, whilst we drink beer... It's not the most compelling of podcasts. Becoming though. incredibly tired. You know, you know what changed, don't you? Go on. Well, I didn't want to say it, John. Yeah. To the for the benefit of the audio, John is nodding in Alton's direction. Yeah. If you had the oh, um, if you had the audio description turned on, it's like John nods meaning meaningfully yeah. towards Holton. Oh, that would be good. An audio description. Mm, who would I'd, do that? Um, David Attenborough. He's probably available. Oh God, I hope he's all right. <laughs> Don't turn your phone on. I was going to say, he's got like what? If you can make it four days, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you become, you become immo- if you're a celebrity and you live <coughs> the last stay, the next four days, inside. you become immortal. Yeah. Stay inside. My plan is that we will have Christmas music playing in the background. So that'll fill all the awkward silences. <laughs> in which we are... Are you going to put, what, throughout this podcast? Oh, I'll put like jingles or... Christmas music. Like, you know, Christmas background Christmas background music. What do you... Uh, Excellent scuff, yes, we will do that. We'll get some royalty-free Christmas tunes in the back. Oh, lovely. That'll be nice. <sighs> Should we... Uh, we're not going to get sued. That's the main thing. Should we take that kind of midway break? If you want. Yeah. It's been half an hour. This is the most riveting episode ever, isn't it? <laughs> we're all just kind of nursing our drinks and staring into the staring middle. Staring into the deep abyss. Just contemplating uh, the f- fragility of existence. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're going to... have that effect on people. <laughs> So glad you're here. We're going to get another drink and we'll be back for half two, in which we will actually have a purpose. We'll talk about Rogue One. We're back. And how. And how. We've, we've, been, um, we've re-energised. Yeah, we've recharged. We took a, we took a minute John to... John told us to. That's a Rogue One reference. It's got... Is it? Like that. Because Cassian told me to. Oh. See, remember when he said that in the movie? No, I, I don't. I don't remember Pietro that said at that all. In the movie. Oh, oh, they'll all be saying that. They'll be t-shirts and everything. They'll, yeah. they'll probably say that, which is a, which is relevant because we're going to talk Rogue One. Hooray! We're going to talk Rogue One. Mm. This is going to be our. We're going to talk. Rogue we're not going to talk about 2016, which is horrible. Because Star Wars comes almost as often as Christmas now, mm. if not more. Probably more. Probably will be end up being more. Probably. Probably. Mm. At so least once every December. Okay, so we've all seen Rogue One. Mm-hmm. We have all seen Rogue One. Um. <coughs> brief like just in a nutshell I really liked it big time yeah. I really John, John liked it liked it I liked much. it a hell of a lot actually I uh, I was surprised at how much I did like it oh I went in with no I was surprised how much you liked it as well John yes I know yeah, I was <laughs> to see your, your you Facebook review you weren't particularly thrilled with The Force Awakens were you no Force Awakens didn't really rock my world actually mm. I think um, for me it was uh, I I I, I wish they'd done. I, I wish they'd felt more confident to do new stuff. <coughs> yeah. If you know what I mean, I, <coughs> I I understand why they did it. Mm. I understand why they were like, okay, well, let's just prove to people we're not the prequels. Hundred percent. And that yeah. had to be done. So let's you know show them something they're familiar with. You know, take it. It's a very soft, gentle. Soft reboot. 
But there um, were some great characters in the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, I I found the stuff I really liked about Force Awakens was like some of the weirder stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I thought the scene with what's he called, like Supreme Leader Snoke, Leader Snoke, Supreme Leader. It's not a great name. I'll I'll be there. Have been to... better. Yeah. Supreme Leader Snoke. I thought that was just so weird. I was like, what the hell am I watching? Like, this is great. Mm. And also, like, the bit when uh, red-headed Nazi, space Nazi guy... Is that his name? General Hux. There we go. When he's doing, like, the whole (coughs) absolutely not fascist kind of mm. um, declaration. That's probably the most on-the-nose Nazism we've seen in Star Wars. It, it was, and it was great. <laughs> so far. So far, <laughs> so yes. far. Give it time. Yeah. Uh, Kylo Ren's growing a moustache. Oh dear. <laughs> Space camps. But um, <laughs> it was, yeah, just talking to like, you know, like right before they fire the, the super death. Did it have a mm. name? Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base. It's not quite as good as Death Star. No, as well, no, no, death Star is very literal, isn't no. it? No. Mm. Although it turns out that's what Galen Erso called it, and that's why they called it that. Mm. It's very interesting, isn't it? Isn't it just? Say that again. Okay, it, it turns out that well, they've retrospectively fixed things in Rogue One, right? Which is the Death Star's called that because that's what Galen Erso, the creator, called it. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a big middle finger to Galen, yes. Galen Erso. Well, they and he, he what was called, they he called it for? that. Well, it's just called Space a, a battle station. Battle station. That's big, what the Empire call it. The battle big station. round shooty thing. And then Erso's <laughs> called Galen Erso's, They call it the Death Star. Ugh. They call it Gunny. Gunny. Gunny lives <laughs> with us now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is kind of re- like this actually turned into like a little Force Awakens discussion. Mm. Well, Rev, you've seen it like eighteen times at the cinema. I've only or... seen it twice. Rogue One. No, I meant Force Awakens. Oh, so... Force Awakens! I saw six times. At the six times at the cinema. Yeah, and you obviously liked it. I loved the Force mm. Awakens, and I still do, and I understand the criticisms of it, but I still love it. No, and I, and it was a situation where like while I had criticisms. I freely realise that, like, I sh- they're not important. You know what I mean? Like, I, I came out thinking, like, eh, okay, it was all right. Mm. But I also realised that, like, a lot of people are going to love this. <coughs> so what does it matter if I had a couple of issues with yeah. it? I just kind of was like, eh, so what? You know. The thing is, Star Wars fans are traditionally nitpicky. No. Be, yeah, I don't no. Believe, I believe, believe me, John. I know it's hard to believe. Mm. But they've not I will found... not have that, Rev. The biggest one everyone goes is, oh, it's too similar to A New Hope. And it is. There's, there's a lot of plot points that follow the same pattern. Oh, yes. And oh, I get yes. it. I get the I get the argument. It doesn't mean it's not an enjoyable movie. No. No, that's it's true. And like, the new characters are good. Yeah. Like, <coughs> there's, lots, um, there's lots of places they can go with these new characters. Yeah. Ray's fantastic. Ray's great. I like Finn. Um, the pilot. Oh, everyone likes Poe Dameron. Which is weird, because he didn't have a massive amount to do with the movie, did he? Well, originally he died. Really? And then they rewrote the script slightly, so it turns out he didn't. Yeah. I guess you need, like... I woke up at night. Oh, he, I'm alive. He was then taken to a better hospital where his condition was upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, I had an inkling that the new super Death Star, Starkiller Base, mm. wouldn't get blown up. I, I would like to have seen it carried over. I honestly thought that was going to be a recurring threat yeah. throughout the next three I think, movies, I think which I thought would have been That was probably the only good. bit when I came out, originally, having seen it originally, was that was the only bit where I said, yeah, I didn't love that bit, the Starkiller base generally. Yeah. I thought if they were going to have it, you might as well keep it, because then, yeah, they've blown it up. Okay, now what? They've built another one? 
If they I built... don't know where they're going to come from next time. I think it's going to be... Where do you go from there? Kylo Ren hunting down Luke Skywalker, presumably. Unless, if they do it well, they'll go more personal. They'll bring yeah. it down a notch. It's not about blowing up <coughs> universes or whatever. I suspect that's the way they're going to go, where it'll be Luke and Rey training on yeah. um, the island. But hopefully not two Empire Strikes Back. No. I hope there is no piggybacks. Yeah. Run, 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 jump. I can be a backpack. Yeah, while you absolutely. Run. <laughs> Actually, if it was just that, if that were like the opening <laughs> montage, <laughs> what, only, on a loop? <laughs> only it's Luke riding on Ray's back. <laughs> a little tiny stick, and I thought, that log had a child. <laughs> to be fair, though, that could be like the only teaching methods that Luke knows. Yeah. Could S- be. Sitting in a swamp. To be fair, the only other thing he knows is just... moisture farming. Yeah. Ray so... just a sweet flips over logs. Yeah. With Luke on her back. I quite liked the theory beforehand that Luke was the bad guy. That would have been bold. It would have been bold. And maybe that's clearly... Probably would have there's been a theme here. Clearly, clearly what I wanted... So Skywalkers are just bad people. Mm. Well, I I don't know. Like I didn't know... I had no idea how they would do it. Maybe, as I was saying, like, maybe that was my problem with it like thinking about my comics it's like maybe i wish they'd been a bit more <laughs> they, they would, daring that would completely massacre the original films though if suddenly yeah luke skywalker was the bad guy i suppose but it might have been interesting mm. like um i, I think don't know you'll probably see he's got sort of anger issues because that's the way they were going with it in jedi yeah he was sort of on the cusp so i think you'll you'll see he's not all yeah he's not all light in this next movie no because <laughs> I, I would imagine because it's like, um, I don't know, but it's interesting. Like, I think the stuff I really wanted to see from The Force Awakens was kind of like the stuff we we didn't, like the intervening stuff. Like this whole thing about like the Knights of Ren. Mm. I was like, and Luke having trained like a whole bunch of Jedi. Apparently, didn't he? Is that true? Yeah, Did... he was training a new generation of Jedi. But then Kylo... One boy, an apprentice. But then got him, destroyed everything. And killed all of them? Uh, well, Is that's, that... that's the flashback confirmed? Yeah. But there are... And this is a good theory I like. The parts of the flashback are actually flash forwards. Oh. Rather than flashbacks. What do you mean, like more? So, you know, the flashbacks basically in that movie are Ray running through the halls of Cloud City. Yeah. It's amazing how little I remember, actually. Um, then she, then it sort of tumbles away and she's sort of in this rain soaked area and Kylo Ren's there and he stabs someone. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably on the planet where Luke is. Right. At the end of the movie. Then it's Ray as a kid being left. By, by a, who? whoever it may be. Yes. Probably her parents, whoever they may be. Okay. And then it's, <laughs> yeah, probably and then it's a parents. bit in the future. Ah. Like the, the short term future where Kylo Ren appears behind a tree. Yeah. And it's on that on the forest planet, Takadana, which is where Not Endor. Not Endor. I figured he was living with the Ewoks for a bit. <laughs> when I saw like <laughs> That's enough to make you t- <laughs> <laughs> A, trained a bunch of mental. Ewok Sith. Yeah, you would go mad. <laughs> um, so I just wonder if that bit in the rain with him stabbing someone maybe yeah. in the future. Well, I mean, it's I like it's like the questions that weren't kind of like addressed. It's I like, think by the end of the three, you'll look back on on bits of that film differently. Yeah, probably. Maybe so. I think I think like I just didn't care about. I I thought Kylo Ren was interesting. Mm. I couldn't care less about his relationship with Hang Solo. That just did nothing for me at all. It was like we see, uh, it was like oh there's this whole, like well we never saw him grow up and like all the stories we didn't see. It's like well I could have done that at home. You know, it's like 
I just a brat essentially. Just but you know what I mean? As a kid, he was just a brat. Emo, but for me, yeah. but for me, like I would have liked to the whole oh he fell from grace and he became evil would have been great if we'd known him beforehand. But the thing is, that's then you get the prequels, and no one wants that again. No, so, I suppose not. But it's like I found it. I found it hard to like care about. Uh, Han and Princess Leia's loss of a son when we didn't even know they had a son. Mm. You know, you know what I mean. Like, um, but I'm just weird. I'm just weird like that. But um, but hey, okay. So Force Awakens, that's a discussion. Mm. Rogue One. Rogue One. Um, Holton, your thoughts. <coughs> Pour them. Well, pull them out. Hit well. me. Hit me with your sweet thoughts. I have to say, I loved it. Loved it. I did. thought it was better than. Force Awakens. As much as I love love the Force Awakens, I thought it was better. Um, seen some criticism about the characters. There were some which weren't great, but I thought Felicity Jones was yeah, fantastic. She was, she was, she was really great. I loved all the being a nerd. I kind of loved all the callbacks. There were certain bits that I didn't particularly like, which were a bit unnecessary. But um, certain bits with like the, the bits with Grandma Tarkin, for example, which I've seen being slagged off quite a bit. You can't do this film and not have Grand Moff Tarkin in it. Um, I I thought that was the only... That was actually the only thing I didn't like about it. I, th- I thought it was great. I thought it looked really good. Um, it's it's it always was... been very groundbreaking, Star Wars. And mm. that is the next... Probably the next stage of groundbreaking in terms of pretty it's... much raising people from the dead Cause essentially, to be in the film. Yeah. And like also, The Force Awakens is, what, maximum of a week? Probably only a couple of hours, like the end of that film. No, sorry, um, Rogue One. Sorry. Yeah. It's only like probably a max, like minimum of a couple of hours, maximum of a week. Yeah. Between that and the start of A New Hope. Yeah. You can't have that the Death Star going around, <coughs> essentially, well, fucking shit up, yes. and then not like have Grand Moff Tarkin in it. No, you need you needed Tarkin. Yeah. I thought it looked better. It, it's still was better when he was. You saw his reflection in the window. Yeah, mm. you could have had that. Maybe that's. <laughs> it might be more interesting to see it like, because in this, uh, I don't know. Um, it might be interesting to see it like on Blu-ray, like on your telly. Yeah, it might, it might look a bit worse. But instead of I saw it, I, I, I it looked great. I don't know. I I found it, I found it a little jarring because you've. I mean, I know it's a, it gets bandied about a lot, but you got that uncanny valley kind of thing mm-hmm. going on, and he looked amazing. Uh, apart from for me, like the mouth, that was the only thing that was just. It, it was very, very good. It's still better than like um, what's the name, Kurt Douglas in in Tron, when they like de-aged him or like uh, like the technology is getting Ant Man. Michael Douglas gets de-aged, isn't it? That was very good. Like they that got the good. yeah. There's, people compare the two, and it's not really fair to compare the two because you're de-aging an, a guy who's giving a performance. Yeah. And then, but recreating someone who is completely dead from scratch. Yeah, from scratch, but what essentially. It, but what did they do with the voice then? Did I they... think it's completely different. It was it was the actor who played him just doing the voice. But it was the guy. He's in the actor's called Guy Henry. He's in Holby City. Oh, 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 so, oh so sorry. It's not yeah, CGIing the face on. So they CGI his face onto his body. Yeah, I mean, because the, the actor is uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Yeah, and I was like, when you said like. Oh yeah, it was. He hasn't uh, aged a day since nineteen seventy-seven. But I was like, I was like what did they, I was like, what did we do about the voice? And you were like, oh, we got the actor to do it. It's like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they just recut all his words from the original. <laughs> yeah. you I fire don't when like ready. right fire. It's when... like that episode of South Park where they bring back Chef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to make love to the children. <laughs> well, I um, I loved it. Mm. I actually um, 
because it it probably shouldn't have worked as well as yeah. it did because it's it like a weird story to do like well yeah i mean it's essentially the first two paragraphs of the new hopes well it, it's <laughs> yeah. arg- it That's arguably just i mean you could say that nothing is necessary and we just live on a cold rock hurtling through an uncaring void but if so, this Carl Sagan over it, this film in particular was not necessary you know it, like there is something you don't need to see everything. Like yeah. we don't need to see, for example, how Darth Vader's lightsaber was made or anything like that. You know, mm. we just don't give them ideas, John. I'm just saying it is sure. okay. It is okay to assume certain things. Mm. That's fine. Like, um, so, so this, you know, I was like, oh, you know, Rogue One. When I first heard about it, I was like, oh, God, they're just gonna be slotting in movies wherever they can. Like mm. the next thing we'll get is like a movie. Like this is between Both chapters. Ends, be the next one. But we'll get a scene between. We'll get a movie from between scenes. Like we'll get <laughs> yeah. we'll get a movie showing what happened to Luke, C three PO, R two D two, and Obi Wan between uh, the raiders and them yeah. getting to uh, Mos Eisley. <laughs> it's like oh yeah. yeah, they had a whole adventure like in that Couldn't time. Believe what happened. And you know, and and his Star Wars. <coughs> Um, I don't know, Desert Story. Yeah. Uh, it's a two and a half hour film of just Han Solo in Carbonite <laughs> on Jabba's wall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but how did he get back there? You know, who dusted who him? Who hung him on yeah. the wall? <laughs> you know, so it wasn't necessary. But I remember like when I first saw, I saw a couple of the trailers and I was actually like, oh, this looks like a real movie. Mm. Like actually like, like with cinematography and like they've gone to places and, and they had like that Siren in the trailer, yeah, which is like in every bloody trailer now, anyway. But it just sounds great. I was like, oh wow, this looks amazing! Like, it just looks good. And um, so I kind of wanted back some brownie points for me. I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna see this. But I remember like going into the movie with not many preconceptions. Mm. Like, I figured at best it was gonna be all right. Yeah, I was like, ah, you know, this will be like an interesting diversion. It looks yeah. well made, well acted. And I was actually surprised at how much I cared about it, about the characters. Mm. I mean, uh, I mean, on the point of the characters, because the big criticism is, oh, the characters aren't as memorable. Mm. It's like, they're all going to die. Yeah. Like, we pretty much know they're all going to die. There's a reason we don't know who these characters are. But, um... There's the bit at the the end, like, on the beach as well, was really well done. Mm. I thought that was really great. I I felt... I was... um, I started to cry. At several points in this movie, like uh, there's a very um, there's a lot of human emotion. Yeah, mm. I felt like the bit that really got me, first bit where I was like, oh god, you know, this is going to be in a, a roller coaster, was when uh, Jin gave K two a gun. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's not even like a sad moment, but it's just like it was a very it was a very human yeah. moment. I know he's a robot, but like he looks at it and he says something like your behavior is continually unpredictable or something yeah. like that. And it was just like a really oh, they gained the power of mutual respect. Hmm. I was quite sad when he when he Oh, that up. was yeah. That's when he said I'll hold them off. Goodbye. Yeah. Cuz he knew he was gonna. Very sad. It was it was devastating. Yeah, and my my only issue with the characters was I didn't get anyone's name apart yeah. from K2 Jin and Cassian. Cassian Andor. Yeah. Yeah, they all have names. But it's like Bodhi, Bodhi is the pilot. But they were like, my name is, you know, yeah. it was kind of like, yeah. oh, it's gone. You know, it's not quite as memorable as like Han Solo. Yeah. Luke Skywalker, you know. Mm. Um, but all those um, names have become increasingly weird over the years. Yeah. There's like, generally um, speaking, there's like one of those like 
memey BuzzFeedy things like find your Star Wars name. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but it, but it, but it, it kind of works because they are kind of like gibberish yeah, nowadays. Sure. It's like take the first two letters of your first name and then the name of your first pet, <coughs> and then like the first four letters of the city you grew up in, and, and then like your mother's maiden name, yeah. and it's like Scooby Booch. Wibbly snit, and it's like, <laughs> where did you grow up? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> yeah. is, is that how I could put Hugbedink got his name? Yeah, Randy Bank, <laughs> <laughs> slap my wallet. <laughs> um, but Rayman, you are, you're a, you're a born like again, you're a born again Scarwards man. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go watch it again probably tomorrow now. Um, first time around, I watched it. I was a bit iffy. Frankly, yeah, I don't really know why. It's just something felt a bit off. I watched it again the day after, and liked it a lot more. Mm. And the more I think about it, the more I do like it. But I don't. I'm not in love with it. <coughs> I keep saying to people, I like mm. it as a friend, mm. but I'm not in love with it. I don't know why. Mm. I can't put my finger on it, which is troubling me. Well, I guess I suppose it's because sta- it's a standalone, and I'm you're sort of with Star Wars. It's opening the door. Used to these things being extended over quite a long period of time in terms mm. of your your watching time and you know what's going to happen as well yeah you know throughout you're thinking yeah you're probably all going to die well it's like yeah, yes. you know that you know the story I suppose you know what spoilers, comes next spoilers they steal the plan and blow up the Death Star yeah I hope they manage to stop it before it does something bad well <laughs> well, here's the thing then it's very hard to judge Star Wars movies now because mm. you, you, you ask yourself like is it a good Star Wars movie I think and... the last 40 minutes in terms of you know fanboys inverted commas will blow your head off. Yeah, it was great. But, and the whole speaking of the whole fanboy bit, well, <coughs> shock horror. I'm the best gonna... bit of the film for me was how Darth Vader at the end just going completely banana. Okay, okay, let, okay let's scene. let's talk about that then. Yeah, the that was incredible. That scene, yeah. I thought. yeah, you're right. The whole bit of that, how panicked and scared just, they, they were. Absolutely shit themselves. Yeah, and like the whole bit where it goes dark and you yeah. see a, you hear the breathing coming yeah. through, and the then you see the red lightsaber. I mean, that is proper fanboy, fangirl stuff. But, but you look, the angle they've got on it is really from Vader's point of view, and you can mm. just see the rebels yeah. and what's happening to them. And it's, I just think that made that scene because he's he's a, basically a mask, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah. He's going, he's it, lifting him, he's slicing him up. Well, it reclaimed um, Darth Vader as well as being a proper badass because mm. the prequels just made him into just a whiny little whatever, um, just turning him like he was like. Um, Anakin was such a pathetic character, in a bad, and in, a, in not a not a very mis- not a, not movie pathetic, very misguided, genuinely yeah. pathetic, um, just whining all the time. Um, but this turned like Darth Vader into a proper badass again, yeah. just like not caring, just massacre, and that's what he should be. He yeah. is an evil dude. Like, well, it's like I I think because we were chatting <coughs> about this the other day, and I, I find it impossible to imagine that it's. Hayden Christensen or Anakin under that mask. Like they're completely different characters. And not not having a go at Hayden Christensen, like what can you do with that terrible script and green screen, you know? I'm sure. Staff Disney, like like why I mean like he's an actor like partially hired for his looks. I mean not not to discredit him as an actor, but it's like you get the whole package, don't you? And it's like he's a pretty boy. Mm. You know, it's not it's impossible to imagine. I've always thought I've always thought you should have met him as an as an adult. Yeah. And he should have been, like it a, should have been a different actor who was closer to Obi Wan's age. Yeah, I've always thought, and it just it, you just gradually see it. It's not mm. that he's a bad person; it's that he's a good person who gradually gets sucked into this whole yeah. void. If you like, you can become more powerful if you do yeah. this. Not 
you've had a dream about your wife's going to die. It's just all too... It's, well, it's just badly done. Mm. It was badly done. That's all you can say about it. Well, how about... Here's the thing, because I, 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 I genuinely think this is, a, this is a great movie, and it's like I... But let, let, let me put this forward. Is it like... It's, it's very hard to judge a movie. It's like like before, uh, a Star Wars movie now. Because like The Force Awakens, I had a few issues with it. Yeah. But it's like, at the same time, it was a very good Star Wars movie. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was a really good Star Wars movie. Like maybe <coughs> if, if if Star Wars didn't exist, you might be like, eh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's part of a bigger whole and we can't we can't escape that. Like it's part of a bigger story. It is I, the fourth best of the seven. Yeah, you <laughs> like, know. But I wonder like, for me, like I possibly enjoyed... Rogue One more than you know certainly the prequels mm. I enjoyed it more than Force Awakens oh, yeah, better, I, argu- than I arguably enjoyed it more than some of the originals yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, I, I think it was a genuinely a, a good movie yeah uh, I think I, it, I think more so than any other Star Wars film it will appeal to the more general movie goer well here's my thing like because it is an oddity because mm. it doesn't fit as part of a greater trilogy, I, I I feel it actually works as a very good movie in its own right, as opposed to yeah uh, a Star Wars movie. Because yeah. I because I, they're very separate uh, yeah, camps I think nowadays. The first, the, the first two thirds of the movie, it doesn't necessarily equate to Star Wars, really. No. Apart from the fact that the Death Star is the looming threat. Yeah. I just the want... final third, it's full on yeah. Star Destroyers. Ships, well, here's the lightsabers, thing, like, whatever. Say, say like you're the team behind The Force Awakens. You've got JJ, everyone, writers, actors, everything. It's it's, it's almost an impossible task. Because mm. you have to not only deliver everything people want from a Star Wars movie, you've got to reassure people after the prequels. You've got to kind of yeah. ease in a new audience, kind of reconnect with the old one. It's really tough. Yeah. I wonder whether, like, because Rogue One is a standalone, Mm. Whether they, in a weird way, had more freedom, oh, they, despite they certainly did, yeah, being sandwiched between two movies which are locked yeah. in time. So it's like we know how it began, we know how it ends. Yeah, you know, there's really no surprises. Oh, it's a, they they themselves they called it an experiment. Yeah, to see if this kind of movie will work. But it, but I it's, mean, it will. But it's it, Star Wars. It's but it's Star weird Wars attached to because it. they should have had less freedom. Mm. But I actually think they had more. Yeah, and 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 but here's the thing. I mean. Take that Darth Vader scene. Like, regardless of you know how you think this fits in like the grand scheme of Star Wars or whatever, that is a good scene. Yeah. Because it is terrifying. You recognise him as the bad guy. He is the embodiment of everything the Empire and the mm. dark side is. And and there is genuine fear and emotion in that scene. It was right as well because you only you'd only seen him once before. Yeah, that was the one time you saw like that was only the second yeah. time you see him in this whole film. And and it didn't feel like pandering. Mm. Oh, it didn't feel like hey guys, look, it's a lightsaber. Look at it. It was, it was genuine and it was affecting and it was just good mm. cinematography. Mm. Like my heart was in my chest. It was yeah. pounding. Like yeah. the daft thing is, as you said, we know how it ends. Yeah. We know they get the the plans. But I was like thinking, oh my god, what if they They're don't? They're not going to get the plans. Yeah, but is it? <coughs> yeah, because there's a bit, isn't there, where it seems to be for a good like half an hour. That guy's got his hand through the door saying, "Take the plans." Take it, take and the other it. guy's just like, <coughs> "Well, originally just... it's originally it's help us, and then it turns into just take it. Yeah, yeah. just take it. We're doomed." See, so, see, so that is is just good filmmaking. Yeah, and it's like and compare... then he chucks it, doesn't he? The final guy he just lobs it into the ship. Well, let's say that is a ninety second scene. 
let's compare that with the entire prequels. Yeah. Mm. Which has no emotion. But how? I think no. a, lot of, a lot of people who are cynical about it will say that scene is pandering to the fanboys. It's not really. It's just a very memorable movie scene. No. No, I, I would... No, I think I, you'll look back on that in years to come and say, bloody hell, that is yeah. such a memorable scene no, in, a, in a movie. And I, I would quite happily argue with anyone who calls that pandering. Mm. Because, I mean, it could be said that having a whole new Death Star in the new Force Awakens is pandering. Mm. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I, that is just good. Be- Doing any of these films is pandering. Well, anyway. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you go to a cinema and end up feeling something, yeah. then I'm sorry, they've done their job right. That's how it should be. And I, I mean, like, it's easy to kick kick George Lucas, but it's like, you look at the prequels and you just think, like, regardless of where the story went and our disagreements with Darth Vader being whiny as Anakin, it's just not good storytelling. No. Like, I didn't... <coughs> I cared more about those nameless rebels yeah. getting slaughtered yeah. by Darth Vader oh, uh, yeah, definitely. than I did about anything in the prequels. Than Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, some of the characters in Rogue One, um, like, uh, Rev, you'll know their names. Uh, The two guardians of the temple. Uh, Chirrut Imwe and Baze Malibus. Not great names. No. (laughs) Just just gonna put that out there. Chirrut's the blind blind dude. I didn't even get their names. No. But Donnie Yen played Chirrut. Donnie Yen is Chirrut, yeah. Cool guy. Yeah. Very cool guy. Uh, I felt genuine emotion when he died. I, yeah. I I honestly thought for a minute he was going to pull off some force miracle. You know, I felt like... Because um, there's a line when he's talking to his mate, Baze. Baze. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, you're <coughs> praying to the force again. And he goes like, oh, you're only bitter because you know it's possible. Mm. Or something like that. Like, you've seen it. Yeah. And it gave a very good indication of seeing a world where... I don't know, I don't know how much time has passed since... Like Revenge of the Sith, mm. but it's like, call it twenty years. It's about I, twenty. Yeah. yeah, it's like within their lifetime. Like it's like miracles actually happened. Yeah. For a little, for a small time, the Jedi were real, and yeah. like there were supernatural forces in the world, and now all that magic is gone. I, I there was a lot more world building in this well, film I, than I, I expected. Because like, a lot of people said, "Oh, they're going to just erase the prequels." They actually embraced this them in this movie because you yeah. saw Jimmy Smith's. Yeah, yes. true, actually. Yeah, Vader lives point. on Mustafa. Yeah. Which is <laughs> Which I missed <laughs> hilarious. Probably hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Emperor basically built him a house on Mustafa. I'm sure yeah, I can't remember it might be, yeah, I somehow I missed entirely that, that he was on a planet. Someone suggested that um he lives actually like a bit that was cut out. Um he it, when he's in his little tank, um, yes. he overlooks the high ground. And, that, and he lives there because that's where he gets his anger and that's where he gets his hate. Do you think every um, day he looks because he's high up? Yeah, he's on like a he like a cliff. He's like, if only I had this high ground. Yeah, I or every day he's like, I laughed when that who scene has the high ground like, now? <laughs> I laughed when that scene started. Yeah, like, me too. He lives on Mustafa. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's hilarious. He's smiling and nodding, going like, I, I have the high ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Hillary Clinton living in Trump Tower <laughs> every day. I did like his tower though. Sweet, wasn't it? It, it was very Lord of the Rings. Mm. But um, I suppose, what else can you do? It's weird. It's, it... it's not something I've ever thought about. Where does Darth Vader live? Yeah. To be honest, it's not something I've ever given any thought you don't, to. You don't really imagine him putting on pyjamas at night, do you? <laughs> no. Gets in the, hops in the bank, back to tank. Yeah. That's I... all he does. Um, but, oh God, I just... 
I mean, I don't know, like kind of flog a dead horse, but it's like it's just really good. It's just really well, mm. like scenes like that. Like um, I'm 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 just picturing moments from like Revenge of the Sith now, and how it just felt like uh like a puppet play or something like yeah. that like you know might as well have just done the scene with sock puppets and have the same amount that would have of... had that would have probably had more emotion than the cgi the thing is the thing is with star wars as well is and you'll see this over the next few years you've probably got to wait a few weeks for the dust to settle before you'll get an accurate depiction of what everyone really thinks of the movie because nobody was over the top in terms of the whole it's too similar to when you hope initially there weren't that many people there were a lot of people saying yeah there are bits but now it's sort of everyone's like yeah, they basically remain in you. Yeah, I think. I think um, in a couple of weeks you'll probably see the the true. Also, that's kind of the reality. That's also the reality of films now, isn't it? It's just soft reboots and prequels yeah. and sequels. But there's this but, there's this euphoria surrounding Star Wars for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, which makes it very which hard is, to talk about mo- it objectively. I most think. film critics love it. Most mm. film critics do the originals anyway, and there's just this euphoria surrounding the whole franchise mm. that I think, generally speaking, you'll need to wait probably about a month. But after all these films, to get a t- true reflection of yeah of what everyone really thinks, I think like Force Awakens was like that was very much for the fans, mm. and I think this one, as as you said, felt a lot more like an experiment. Yeah, and I I I I, I salute them for actually taking some risks. Yeah, I I, I liked it a lot, actually. I thought K two was very funny, actually funnier than I was expecting. Very dry, very yes. dry. The best thing about it for me is that it added layers to a new hope yeah which is already a classic yeah but they've yeah. added more depth to a movie that was made in 1977 it's pretty was amazing. amazing it was amazing anyway i, yeah. I think it added more depth but to uh, now, the whole universe. thing with the death star fault was something he put in there deliberately mm. i mean that's something that you retrospectively fix but it's still in it makes sense like because it was and a it joke everyone yeah. used to say like oh you know it's gonna get daft but like the death star could be blown up by one shot in the right place like and just the fact you like see these people like the guy who handed Leia the plans um at the end of the movie yeah is the guy who gets throttled by vader at the start of new hope that's nice it done. just adds little bits yeah to, to i didn't notice new hope. i i Captain Antilles. i i liked the world building i liked seeing the jedi temple on that place like on mm. jeddah wasn't it like jeddah, yeah i it was a small gesture and they didn't have to do it, but it made the universe feel bigger and more real. Like it always used to be, I've played like a few um, Star Wars games in my life, uh, like computer games and stuff. And it always annoyed me that with a whole universe to play in, Mm. the games always went to, it was like Coruscant, Tatooine, Mm. Naboo. It was like, who cares about Naboo and Coruscant? You know, you're always just going to the same damn planets. Coruscant, like... Coruscant's actually in Rogue One. There you go. Is it's it really? It. Yeah, very briefly. At what that point? flashback when Jin's a kid and he's and Galen's in his Imperial suit. Oh, nice yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Coruscant. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, there you go. Trivia. I heard something the other day, and I, I you know, it's like, uh, um, uh, a New Hope. Mm, they, I'm familiar with it. Yes. You know, it's like they talked about it being like uh, a movie that shouldn't have worked. Like it, it, it was plagued with troubles and disasters, and it was really hard. Well work. edited movie. Yes, no, I, no, and I've heard that it was saved in editing. Mm. That said a lot. Wasn't it George Lucas's wife at the time? There were a couple of guys, I think. Having what? If you watch, but she was she was an editor. Yeah, there's a very interesting documentary called 
Empire of Dreams, which is on YouTube. It's about two and a half hours long. Right. And it tells you in great detail how they edited the film. Because I... It was a couple of guys... Um, and I think Lucas's wife was also involved. But yeah. yeah. They would grab a reel each, and they were pretty much editing it right up until they said cut. And it was just they were yeah. just having to do it that way. Because I because I read the other day that like, <coughs> uh, the attack on the Death Star in New Hope, mm. you know, the kind of like really exciting climax, was, um, it was like originally that, the kind of the George Lucas at like a B roll cut was like forty minutes long. Yeah, and apparently it was really boring. Yeah, like it sounded like Luke took like four passes God. at it, and just like to be honest, two was enough. Yeah, just like, oh, oh yeah, no, try right. again. You know, oh, you know, and uh, apparently it was his his wife doing you yeah. know, doing the editing. He was like, oh, don't you know, screw this. Really shaped into something exciting. Kind yeah, of, that's uh, not very forcey as well. No, <laughs> missing. Four. Oh, come on, Luke, get it together. <laughs> yeah. Well, use, the, that. use the force, Luke. <laughs> Do it again. But that use, it, a... use it better. Stop getting the force wrong. <laughs> but I think it was actually. I think it was. I think it was her who thought to put in, like the over, like the overlay of like. Um, oh really? Alex, Alex Guinness's voice. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I think. Well, apparently, the, the Revenge of the Sith that raid on um, Grievous's ship at the start was originally about an hour long. Imagine that. More there's is lo- not automatically loads of really better. Really terrible bits of. Um, of like scenes that were cut which are just appalling oh they're trying to decode things aren't they yeah they've all got cut and like Obi-Wan it's like R2 would say something and they go oh no means up yeah means down and they talk about that in you know as codes for 45 minutes and then there's Obi-Wan stroking his moustache and they give each other little signals and it's just terrible oh my god yeah (laughs) imagine that's the stuff they cut out remember what they left in (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, Rogue One. Yes, thumbs up thumbs for up. Rogue One. Thumbs yeah, d- up. do we? Um... I'm probably in the minority that I prefer the Force Awakens. Well, but that's but that's fine. No, no, I think um, uh, I think you're certainly the majority. I'm looking in forward the world to watching it again, certainly. Cause yeah, I, that that sort of opening night euphoria has worn off now, and I'll watch it properly. Yeah. No, I know I'm probably a bit of an oddity here, but um, yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Do you want to do, um any final Russian thoughts or so? Go yeah. go. See it. Give Lucasfilm your money. Big yeah, time. He struggling. Money. Uh, Here Disney... is a blank check with my signature on it. Disney right needs your email. money. Disney desperately need your money to pay all their employees. Well, I think they're quite a promising new studio, and I imagine uh, they've got a lot of uh, exciting work on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to uh, seeing the next instalment of uh, the Star War. Yeah. <laughs> the space battle. <laughs> Space skirmish. I hope, I, I hope that's, they stop that Death Star before anything terrible happens. <laughs> I worry that the Death Star is going to do something even worse if they don't stop it very soon. Indeed, I hope there'll be a sequel to Rogue One as well. Well, I do hope Jimmy Smith is all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone back to Alderaan, so he should be fine. It's a, it's, yeah, I hear, I, I hear Alderaan's a peaceful planet. They have no weapons, so they can't possibly. Like, why would they? Why would they try to blow up Alderaan? Lol. <laughs> Fun times. Should we put a pin? In this, a big pick. call it a day. Yeah. Till till next year when Holton. Next year when we back up north. <laughs> till till December twenty seventeen when Holton's back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you're you're head um you're heading up back north, aren't you? At some point, Holton. Sure am. Yeah. Back to work, etc. Maybe we'll try and get you on a I don't know video link or something. Skype. Yeah. yeah. I hear that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Big time. We're not normally this tired. Mm. We'll chat on MSN. 
RSN Messenger. Those are the days, weren't they? Hit me up on Bebo. <laughs> Check out my MySpace page. Send me a text message. Look, let's let's just call it a day while we're still alive. Um, while we're still awake. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, it's been a slightly... <laughs> It's been a slightly meandering episode. Um, you tend to say that at the end of most episodes. Oh, John. they're always meandering. But we're we're just we're, we're just in bit... a Christmas. We're in a post-Christmas funk. Well, we're full of turkey. Only Christmas can provide. We're we're a little bit down. It's just been a depressing year. <laughs> Let's Starting be... off for the year. Let's be honest. God bless us. <coughs> good night and good luck. Um, yeah. But no, here's hoping 2017 will be a little better. Hey, so um, yeah. I'm John. About a good year. So anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that next year. Should we say goodbye properly? Let's say let's go on. Okay, from me, John. Me, Chris. And me, Rich. Uh, I guess Happy New Year, everyone. Chin up. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. It, it might never happen, although it probably already has. It probably has, yeah. And we'll see you in the new year. Bye. <laughs>